The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Let's talk, but no politics okay. Proudly dedicates all episodes to the loving memory of Constance Chirac, who was one of the biggest supporters of the show. And we like to say thank you for everything that you have done. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics. Okay, here on the BICBP Radio Network, I'm your host, Andrew Lenz, coming to you every Sunday. And before we get into today's topic, here is a message from our sponsor. master absolute controller of the pod universe kind of in a way <laughs> mr matt johnson is back once again for our, i am our lovely video game talk how are i you, feel matt? like i was on just a little while ago how i'm great how are you i'm doing good i'm doing good did we just do like tragedy guys like a couple weeks ago yeah it feels yeah. it feels like it it, it feels like it it feels like it but today i brought you this topic because we both have uh pretty much the oculus the vr immerse you know system it's not by sony it's not by xbox it's not by nintendo but yet people want it and it made me think of more obscure cool video game consoles that you know maybe we've experienced saw wanted and that have come up through the video game ranks, as you say, or weren't one of the weren't really one of the big boys at the time. Yeah, yeah. This is an interesting one because um I mean it's it's always been like one of these bigger consoles and it's so hard to uh they, they almost have a monopoly on the video home video game console network, right? Like um, you know, the the, the whole that whole aspect, it's it's it, you know, Nintendo Sony, Sega, uh, and Microsoft, and it's very, very hard for certain you know ones to get through to really break through. Uh, if you're a new, you know, some kind of new company wanting to enter the console wars, you really have to do something revolutionary and and big to kind of break through and get to that popularity. People have so much money invested in video game consoles nowadays. It's not really that easy to just go and drop another three to you know two to three hundred dollars on a brand new system that one doesn't have the um, consumer confidence, right? That's, that's that's the that's the phrase. Is the consumer confidence? Uh, you know that they're going to last very long because I'm sure we're going to talk about some consoles today that people were really really hyped up about, and they uh, they just didn't live up to the hype. Uh, amongst many other ones, uh, amongst many other ones. So yeah, a lot of factors that come in when you're trying to be a different console, not made by one of the big four over the last thirty years, yeah, and uh, trying to break through. Because even Microsoft knocked out Sega, you can kind of say. Because after the Dreamcast, Sega was like, "We're we're done. We're out. <laughs> we're not we're not going to make any more hardware. We're just going to concentrate on software." Pretty much. I, I did see a very interesting picture. It was it was probably it's a cool one that floats around the internet. There was like an E3 in the late '90s, and there was a banner up for for Dreamcast, PS2, GameCube, and the first Xbox. And I was like, "Wow." That's so cool that we were at a point where all four of those were all ready to go at the same time. Uh, of course, they they didn't because Dreamcast got cut, lifespan got cut so short. But um, but yeah, we, we've really never seen more than three on top at a time. That's that's kind of been the been the been the thing, right? It, it's always three three consoles, three companies at the top. Or, uh... I mean, this Oculus is making things very interesting right now, though. I do got to admit that. I think it's it's slowly growing in popularity. Do you think it's like a Sith thing? The rule of two? 
but the video game consoles. <laughs> <laughs> the rule of you have three. the rule of three. Uh, yeah. I mean, it certainly it could be. Like I said, video games are such an expensive hobby now. The I mean, very very expensive hobby. We we've seen how crazy it can get. Right. We the last year, uh, there's been. The the demand has been super high for the newer those these newer gen consoles like PS5 and Xbox was it Series X or whatever it is yeah uh, whatever the heck the brand new one is and but there's been limited uh, high demand limited supply and people are getting five uh, you know retail is like five hundred bucks for these things uh, resale is is up to seven and eight hundred it's hard That's and actually- if you do, if you, and if you do actually spend that kind of money, you know, there's not a whole lot of room left over to spend on certain other consoles. You know, it's 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 difficult. It is a, uh, it's a very difficult time right now. Um, money tight as it is and, and <laughs> the video game market doesn't help. I know. At one point in my younger age, I did have a GameCube, an Xbox and a PS2. And I got rid of the GameCube because there was nothing I wanted to play on it. <laughs> I bought it. I, I have one. I have maybe four games for it, and it's been that way for a few years, probably about four years now. Uh, I found it at a at a resale store, and uh, yeah, I, I, I mean it's a cool. Co- I have a couple good wrestling games for it, but other than that, I haven't you know I haven't found much joy. But I've never really had too many. Like as I've gotten older and have my own money, yes, I've had you know. Actually, I don't know if I can say I've had two existing like active consoles at the same time. Okay. When I was really young, I guess Sega and Super Nintendo, even though yeah. I was, you know, those kind of the waning years. But I guess I could say this for, for my senior year, PlayStation 2 and the Nintendo Wii. I've never owned a X- Xbox, Xbox 360 or anything like that. I've never owned one of those. But Nintendo and, and Sony, I had their, you know, around 2006, I had theirs. And Sony was still going pretty strong with the PS2. Yeah. So. I, well, I didn't buy the PS2. My girlfriend at the time did it, and the Xbox is I was working security at Sears, and Sears has these things called employee appreciation days. So they shut down the store, and you can bring in like your friends and your family, and then they give you Black Friday prices, plus an extra 10% coupon Hmm. that you get, and you can give to your family members. Then you also get your employee discount on top of that. So I got an Xbox for like a hundred, a hundred and fifty bucks. Jesus. <laughs> so that's how I got an Xbox. And it was just to play Halo. Yeah, that's probably the only reason. I mean, honestly, my brother's been big Xbox. My dad's been, you know, my since me and my dad have always been been team PlayStation. But I think with the way that consoles are, and I know we're not quite hitting where we're, you know, the, yeah. the main theme of the episode yet, but the way that the consoles are now, is there really much of a difference between an Xbox, uh, Xbox and PlayStation over the last decade, decade and a half? No. Right? Is there, uh, how many, how many, uh, what do they call them? First party or, you know, home, like exclusives, first party exclusives. Are, are there anymore? There really isn't. No. So... Honestly, I think right now is is the best time to possibly, um, you know, if you're going to launch, and you could see it, there's a lot of places that are, are looking to do it. I think Google's looking to uh, with. I seen in recent memory, I, it, recently I've seen that I think Google is looking to yes, the Stadia. But yep. that's a yeah, because that's just you get a controller, a streaming stick, and it streams off of a server. Oh, is that what it is? That's what that's okay. what Stadia is. It's not they're. Trying to sell it to you in a way that you don't have to put in a game. Uh, I do like that concept, but you don't have to like you can buy them, but you don't have to. I don't know. Do the whole digital thing where you hold it in a bank like it, it gets held all onto a server. It gets streamed in. Then you play. I kind of like that. I, you know what? I guess it does fit with the, the narrative. We're more so talking about consoles, not like yeah. games. Um, what the, there was a recent one, I thought. Somebody else. Uh, let's see, I can't even remember the last one prior to the Oculus that I really truly remember. What was yeah was the the Nokia N gauge? Okay, that I slightly remember, but not too much because I know just from watching videos and stuff like that, it was like a pain just to put in a cartridge because you had to take off the back plate, take out the battery, then put in the cartridge, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even a colored screen, right? Uh, I do not believe it was, no. No, it's a, it looks like a yeah, gray screen. Uh, it didn't last very long at all, from what I remember. 
Um, let's see. Yeah, two thousand three to two thousand six. That was the that was the la- like the the last like off like shoot one that I remember. There was I think there was like a new Duke Nukem game that came out for it. Uh, I never owned one. I had a friend that owned one, but it just came out at a terrible time. And that's where all this stuff is, right? It's all about timing when you're when you're a video game console. It came out around the same time as the PlayStation Portable. Nothing, uh, nothing was really competing with the PlayStation Portable at that time. Even if it is, because it was a cell phone slash video game. like Yeah, it was like built like, I mean, it has a really cool design. The screen is super tiny. I just, yeah, there is cell phone quality to it. At first glance, it almost looks like a BlackBerry, even though I know I don't, that's definitely not a Nokia thing. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, it, it's, I mean, that's the thing. A lot of these newer systems, the, the big fault of a lot of these newer systems too, is that they come out and the, the, the price points are ridiculous uh, this becomes a fad and it's just that one person yeah i can tell you a system where price point is ridiculous but i played it but i didn't own it it was uh my friend dave you probably heard his name a lot on one of my other episodes he had a panasonic yeah it was the panasonic 3do and this is at the same time when there was 3do and 3di phillips had the 3di panasonic had the 3do and he had a panasonic so weird to hear this <laughs> what that there was these systems out or panasonic and phillips having their own home consoles i got these, these tv these tv making places thought they can they thought they can hang with the big big dogs so this was the inner 3do interactive multimedia player even though we only played video games on it i don't know what else you could do so this one uh came out 93 lasted three years 96 but when it came out it was 700 dollars in 1993 yeah you could buy sega and a super nintendo i'm pretty sure and have at least two to three hundred dollars left over probably and you can get all the big games right you can get your super mario stop the hedgehogs out of the way there's just no way um there's just no way but it was oh it had gex oh that's where gex came from yeah, it did have PlayStation 1 like quality stuff. Like we played Need for Speed and Road Rash. Oh, I love constantly. Rash. We did that. When we did play it, my friend Dave's never been a big video game player. Matter of fact, just recently I went I was over at his house like months ago when I was back in New York and I'm like, "Dude, do you have a PS5?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, but you don't even like to play video games. He's like, yeah, but everybody said it was so hard to get, so I had to prove that I could get one. <laughs> so that's that's my friend in a nutshell there. But I see this was when we did play it. It was it was good. It was revolutionary in a way. Like I said, and it didn't last. We played Need for Speed, which you can play now on different consoles. Road Rash, which you can play on Sega Genesis, and. I think we played Family Feud and some game show game. But it was it was pretty fun. I wanted one, but my parents were not spending seven hundred dollars on a video game system. No, probably not. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. The three the Panasonic 3D it's a, a very nice looking system, but um right, and this was this was C D, right? They use C D ROMs? They did. It's a nice looking system, but yeah, it, it just it doesn't sound like it has the draw, right? It doesn't have. Sure, you get the powerful graphics and uh, and updated stuff, but you know what? I feel like people gravitate towards consoles for for new experiences. I think that's 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 what's lacking with a lot of these that we're about to read. Uh, looking back, is is like new experiences. Like, oh, can I experience this on a on a you know on any other console? And that seems what what was lacking on Panasonic is. That I mean, one, you're not offering a, a new mega hit game, no. right? That 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 is revolutionary to the video game industry. I've read dozens and dozens of video game lists, and I've never seen anything that was like, man, the this game on the Panasonic 3DO, you have to play it. It's one of the most important games in video game history. Never seen it, and you know, maybe just obviously just didn't get a chance to, whatever it may be. But 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 you have to have you have to be able to offer something new and different that that's why you know going back to the oculus right now that's why the oculus is working as well as it is because it's a different and new video game playing experience you know uh in the middle of the 90s and 80s they were just releasing consoles just to release consoles they they wanted to break through but they weren't offering anything better than what sony or sega or nintendo had it was 
In fact, it was worse. And they tried to double the price on it. Like, what are you nuts? They just didn't understand the home console market. Well, you could tell they try to go with like the Nintendo route with the Nintendo Entertainment System, where this is the 3DO interactive multimedia player or multi. Yeah, even though it's an interactive multiplayer, even though they have. I'm looking at a picture now. There is a slot for one controller. You have to daisy chain them. Are you fucking serious? This is the one where you have to daisy chain them. So on the top of the first player controller is another spot where you. And that's how it goes. And that's how it goes. So this was, and he only had one controller. I mean, you already spent $700 on the system. I don't think he ever had two controllers. I didn't learn about the second controller thing until later on, that you daisy chain them together. I don't like that at all. (laughs) And and you listen, we see how expensive controllers are right now. Can you imagine what a controller, a second controller for this thing was? I mean, it was... It was cool, but like you said, it wasn't anything cool. Right. It was there wasn't it wasn't a must have experience. It wasn't a must have experience. If I'm putting on my adult hat compared to, you know, me being the twelve year old kid back then, going, Oh boy, I need to get this system, I would have wanted the same games he had, and I probably would have played them until I got bored and then went back to my Nintendo, my Sega Genesis, because like you said, it was something different. I wanted my Mario games. That's I think that's the thing is the the mascot aspect of yeah. a video game company. I wanted my Mario. I wanted to play Sonic. I wanted to play those games because those were the mascot characters. There's I think Gax was trying to be one and Yeah, and then I know he had, he found his way on PlayStation and he had a couple games. There's a couple Gex the Gecko games and um it, you know they just they just didn't quite take off. They were cool, don't get me wrong, but they were never just took off. And you know, there's a whole psychology I guess to video game mascots that um everybody aside from Nintendo, Sega, Xbox and and, and Sony no, just could not figure out. Have you ever seen Sega's original one? It was Alec Kidd, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. Bad. Very plain. It was a, the, the most plain of side-scrolling like platformers that you could possibly find. Uh, one that I actually did own, and we we talked about it, is the Action Mac, which used... All right, let's put on our 80s hats, 80s video game hats, and uh, is absolutely mind-blowing because it used video cassette tapes you plug this thing into your vcr uh put in the action mask you know vhs cassette into the vcr and it was light gun and it was so simple because all it did was keep the track of your points on this little box and you just shot the flashing light same principle as duck hunt and you know that's the sensor would pick up and get your points and you've done episodes forever ago about how fun point point-based gaming is right high scores and stuff i think yeah. it's a pretty cool experience um i wonder how much this is though there's no price i don't i wonder if you can even find one today but it, we only had i'll google it while you're chatting about yeah that. we only had two games it was an airplane game i think the airplane game may have come with it and then there was uh, one that if you watch it you can watch you can watch the games on youtube so and it was the rescue of Pop's ghostly, a comic haunted house adventure, which it was. It was comical, but if you watch it today, you're like, "Wow, what were we thinking back then?" Uh, Ambush Alley was another game. Did not own it, never played it. It was a police target range game. Uh, Blue Thunder. It was based on the motion picture. I didn't even. I don't even know about Blue Thunder. Uh, Sonic Fury, aerial combat. I do believe that was the one. And. Hydro Sub, a futuristic underwater voyage. I wish I had that one. But this was the simplest of simplest things. And it was it was different because, and mind-blowing, because you plugged it up to your VCR. It wasn't like your Nintendo where you plugged it in there and you had the cartridge. This you put in a VCR tape and kind of at the point when this came out in 87, video ge- rentals were pretty cool. Everybody had a VCR, so... Now your video game system works with your VCR. And yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it, I did I, find one. There's just quite a few on eBay. Are they? selling. There's an unopened one on eBay that's selling for 125 dollars plus 30 bucks shipping. Jeez, I wonder if I couldn't find one at like. There's got to be use one. There's there's ones for fifty dollars. Um. Oh wow, Turbo Graphics for forty eight. That's one like a Turbo Graphics sixteen. Yeah. Thirty-one sixty shipping. They always 
beef up the shipping, but yeah, forty eight twenty one plus thirty one sixty shipping. It's in the box. You, could you even play? You would have to. Can you, know, you stream it? What's that? Would you be able to stream some of these games? That's what uh, I'm wondering. On the action match, you would have to find a VCR. Then you would have to find an older TV. I do believe you would still have to find an older TV and set everything up. Right. I think when it comes to... Uh, oh, yeah, that was I forgot about that. Did you see the headphones? You could plug in the headphones into the system. No. Oh, I do see that now. So yep. you can hear everything? That's pretty cool. But it was... That's pretty cool. Looking at it now, I'm like, what was I thinking? But thinking in that time period, 1987, that was uh, this was a pretty big deal, especially since we we put down the Nintendo to play it. Right, and you know, at that time too, you got to think like Nintendo is it's everything. Um, at that point, right, there is no competitive console. It's Nintendo and everybody else. So, you know, what what's what harm is it really to maybe go try something else, right? Uh, obviously, Nintendo was the standard bearer at the time, but uh, the idea, you know, that, well, oh, maybe something cool would come up. That's, uh, you know, something cool would pan out. That'd be pretty neat. Really, the only thing going up against Nintendo at this point is, uh, is what is it, the Sega Master System. Yeah, I was getting smoked. And the, what was getting even more smoked was the awesome Atari 7800. The Atari... 7800. Oh, yeah. But this was backwards compatible with the 6200. 52. I think it go, went back to the 26 as well. Yeah, that, yeah, it did. It can run almost all the 2600 cartridges. And you got to think, too, right? It, 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 I guess it, it's it's fair if you're you know if going to try and compete. Everybody wanted to try and compete against the NES back in the day. There were no serious... Uh, you know, contenders uh, against it. You know, there wasn't there wasn't the big three. It was NES and everybody else. So, you know, for that for that, you know, Action Max game, uh, it, you know, it's a cool concept and I, I think a good time to to give it a shot. Yeah, it was, really, all you had was like the Sega Master System and the Atari seventy eight hundred. And at this point, Atari is just fizzling out. I mean, everybody I ever knew, pretty much their first video game system was either a Nintendo or a 2600, and they try to make the 7800 backwards compatible with, you know, the 5200 and the 2600, but it just, once again, it didn't have that that winning drive, that what is different than, say, what can I get on a Nintendo? And a Nintendo was, it was an entertainment system. This is just the Atari 7800. It looks like it was cheaper at $140, but is it an entertainment system? <laughs> Which is fancy name for video game console? Yeah. No, not quite. Not quite. It definitely didn't have the, uh, have the firepower, so to speak, that the Nintendo had at that time. I think the only game I've ever seen for the 7800 where I was like, I would like to play that is Ninja Golf. Other than that, I don't give me my Nintendo. <laughs> no, without a doubt. I, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Um, I mean, these are much more for my time, but well, uh, like... Uh, Actually, you know what? This is kind of an interesting one. So I I bought an Atari for the first time about 10 years ago. It was okay. probably around this time 10 years ago. And it was really cool playing it, playing it, playing it. And I found uh, I found a copy of Donkey Kong, which was intriguing. <laughs> and uh, and there was only, I was really mad eventually because there's only two levels to the game. But I did see on the, the Donkey Kong cassette that I was playing a game from Intellivision. Yeah, uh, it was an Intellivision version of Donkey Kong that I could play on my Atari Twenty Six Hundred, which was very, very strange at that time. Um, I don't know how well Intellivision really did. Uh, I guess it did okay. My three million, less than three million units sold. It did okay. I, I never really got to play it, but honestly, like it's the same thing as Atari. And Atari was a pop culture mega hit 
back then. Um, basically, what I'm trying to say is a lot of these pop up random consoles were a lot of like knockoff stuff, Not, knockoff stuff, and just like, again, just stuff you could just experiences you can have on the bigger name ones. My uncle did have an Intellivision. Oh, really? I never hooked it up and played it, but I do remember in my grandmother's crawl space seeing this box. And it was the Intellivision box. And I always wanted to pull it out and play it, but this was also uh, kind of back in the day. I don't think we had our own TV at that point. Where we had the Nintendo, and I wasn't quite sure how to hook things up. Plus, too, if I wanted to hook it up downstairs, it was still the old, like, console TV that was, like, whittled out of a giant piece of wood and somebody threw electronics into it. So I was not hooking this thing up at any point. But my uncle did have it. I I don't know if he played it very much, but if you look at the controller, it's a keypad. Yeah. It doesn't sound... And you slide in the overlays. We did have a neighbor at where uh from my grandmother's and they had a ColecoVision. I did play the ColecoVision. Lightly, maybe a little bit better graphics than Atari. But really? Just an Atari. Like I used to play, what was it, Mr. Do on there? It was either Mr. Do or Dig Dug. Showing my age. Showing my age right there. See, that's a that's uh, you brought up the controller thing. That's a, that's a thing that has steered me away from getting certain consoles as well. And I know I didn't have you know money in the nineties because I was just yeah. five years old. But you know, I, I used to look through the magazines of my dad. It was like one of the coolest, one of my favorite things to do is go and look through magazines and and see what's what's going on, what's what's new in the world of video gaming. And a lot of these controllers were like foreign, like they just looked like strange uh and, and you, you know the, the 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 keypad thing for coleco right it, or it was no in television you said television uh, and i think coleco also has it too i think so too um and atari kind of, the 5200 had a keypad see i mean that's just that's complicated right it's almost a little intimidating if you see it do you remember the Atari? I think it was the Atari Jaguar in the middle of the nineties. Yeah, and I that to. one had oh, a button for every like letter and number. It was insane. It's like, what do you do with all these buttons? Right, I'm not like crazy. Right, there there was a bunch of buttons on this controller. Yeah, that stuff is intimidating too. People like simplicity, right? People like two minute YouTube videos, and people like you know just things that are just quick and easy to to pick up and understand. If I see a controller that has more than 10 to 12 buttons, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my mind. All right? It can't do it. Can't deal with it. If it has more than the the shoulder buttons, the directional buttons, and the action buttons, I, I, I there's nothing I could do. It's, it's crazy. Even like the Nintendo 64 did pretty well considering how crazy that design of that controller looked. Um, it's still like mind-boggling why it's designed the way it is, but um, but but yeah, I mean that that, that stuff all comes into play, and that's why like you don't have to try and reinvent the wheel when you're a new video game console coming into the market. You don't have to try and reinvent the wheel. Too many tried to reinvent the wheel, reinvent the process of it. You maybe you make a few upgrades here and there, but the, the people don't want more complications and and new innovations. They don't want complications and innovation. Right? I'm honestly, for for the most part, aside from like the Switch and the Wii and and some of the Nintendo consoles, the standard bearer controller has been largely the same across Xbox and, and PlayStation. And to an extent, the Dreamcast. That was a terrible controller. It was a terrible. I hated I, the bulkiness of it, but but the 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 button layout was relatively the same. I think uh, you're missing the elephant in the room with the Dreamcast <laughs> controller. <laughs> Which part? Why was the cord at the bottom of the controller and not at? Oh the top? my god! Like every yeah. other damn controller that has ever come before that. 
Okay, pretty I much. Forgot about that. I can't. I know there. There probably is one. Somebody's out there. Like, well, this had it. I, if you've seen another one, let me know. But that was like the one that irritated me so much. My friend had a Dreamcast and I hated playing it because the cord was at the bottom. <clears throat> you're like, oh, I got enough room. And then all of a sudden you flip it over and you're like, nope. Still not doing that. But the Atari Jaguar, I wanted this. I remember seeing it sitting in overstock at Hills. Once again, showing my age. Um, <laughs> and thinking to myself, maybe I'm going to get an Atari Jaguar, but this is also around the same time uh, Super Nintendo and Genesis came out, and I would rather have, once again, going back to those because of the familiarity of it. And the controller. The Genesis had a really nice controller, just needed more buttons and... Yeah, they eventually sold it to you for a nice price, the six-button controller. Yeah. But that was one. Another one that I always wanted, and I don't know if you knew about this, is the Neo Geo. The whole, like, video game, at-home video game type thing. Never saw yeah, it. Yeah, it used a, it, uh, it was more so, it was supposed to be arcade, it had, like, an arcade paddle controller, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and it was, like, giant cartridge. Like, yeah, <laughs> and you plug it in because I used to play the Neo Geo arcade cabinets, but I never saw this thing ever sold in stores. Oh no, excuse me, I was looking at the 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 Neo. Yeah, those I, I was just looking at the cabinet, the Neo Geo AES, the arcade entertainment system. Mm-hmm. My apologies, but yeah, they did they did have the uh, the Neo Geo CD back in the day, and and that was another pretty pricey console. It didn't it didn't even hit a million. What was it like? Oh, well, it was it, fifty. I thought it was more. Well, I was looking at no the, the uh well the one that the Neo Geo CD that that was really big. Well, it was oh. really big, but that was set around four hundred. Yes. Well, that was another thing too. Is kind of like the VHS thing. Is CDs are cool, but we're still not one hundred percent aware aware of that technology. In 1994, maybe the Sega CD is out, but we're not 100% sure. And I think when it comes to a lot of this stuff is with kids is your parents have to commit to buying it. And you mentioned it before. Is it going to stand the test of time? Is this going to be out for many multiple years thereafter? And is this where it's an investment? Is it going to be worth it? And I think a lot of this stuff especially the earlier CD stuff just wasn't worth sold it. on it. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's, you know, a f- really phenomenal point. Cause I mean, you remember some of the add-ons that Sega was adding, uh, Sega CD was one of them. Right. And people, people, that was the beginning of the end for Sega was that a lot of people, um, you know, well, people people invested in that Sega CD, and they didn't really release a whole lot for it, right? It, it, that was that's the biggest thing. You know, when you're a, an established company like the ones we've already mentioned, it, you can spit out anything, and and you'll get at least a million sales, right? You'll you'll yeah. probably sell at least a million units, and everything else after that is word of mouth. I think when you're looking at these old video game systems, is did they match? Or did they match or go over what the Wii U did? Because that did horrible. That was really bad. I was sad about that because I wanted a Wii U. It looked cool. I like. It honestly it was. It ended up just becoming the Switch. Just the Switch was better, but way better marketed mm-hmm. and way better utilized. But yeah, I was really surprised by the way that the the Wii U ended up it, going from tablet like that was like that was a big deal. For Nintendo to have a system that flopped at least this late in the game. Have you ever seen this? And this is I was alive at this time, but before my video game playing time kind of came out during the crash. Have you ever seen the Vetrex? Um, I don't know if I this, have. Let me take a look at it. Not only is it a video game system or console, but it's also already inside of a TV. I, oh, and the controller it does look familiar. The, and the controller pops out from the bottom. 
and I think there's an extra program or something that you can use where you can take a light pen and draw on it, but it also uses the old like Odyssey overlays. But it's all that uh, vector graphics. You know what those that that Vectrix looks like? Do you ever have those? Uh, it's just, how do I describe this? Those old like little driving simulator things at home where it just it was like the road and yeah. it would just go over and over and over again. Yeah, but that's what the screen looks like at first glance. I love, I love that. I love it. I had one before too. That, that was the coolest little thing. And the little car moves back and forth. Yeah, yeah. But I I saw this on YouTube um, maybe a couple of years ago, and I was like, this is pretty cool. Too bad it came out during during the crash. Or and it was also two hundred dollars in nineteen eighty two, which I'm going to steal Matt's thunder here. It would be about two thousand dollars today. Oof! I, no, hell no! 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 So I could see why that didn't last. Now that I'm looking at it, like we look at these prices, and we're like, "Oh, what's two hundred dollars?" Well, what's two thousand dollars back then? But I always thought it was cool. As I thought a pretty good idea. Other than the, the only stupid part about it, I feel, is the screen overlays. Maybe because I. I'm spoiled by modern video game technology where I never had to put something on my TV screen or another screen to make me feel more immersed into that situation. Right. Yeah. Hey, the overlays are interesting. Now the CDI, the Philips CDI, I did want to get into this. Is Uh, that the one that had the rip off Nintendo games? Was that the Philip? Was that the one? Yeah, they weren't rip off. Nintendo gave them the the use of the license of Zelda for the characters of Zelda and Mario. Yeah, I think they made like one Mario game and two or three Legend of Zeldas because they were supposed to come out. Nintendo was looking into CD based things, so they kind of wanted to work with them. This was almost the PlayStation before the Sony PlayStation and before Nintendo and Sony split off as well. Right. But yeah, these are just horrible, horrible games. Did you ever see the size of this thing? Uh, not firsthand. No, I've seen images of it, but uh, not firsthand. Yeah, I've done, well, I think I've probably maybe played it in like media play. I can't remember because once again, it's a CDI three uh, DO. As a kid, do you really? Maybe that was probably the big thing. Is how do you? separate yourself right and especially when you're a parent and you call everything nintendo you know why are we <laughs> like i want to i want a 3do and then all of a sudden you end up with the cdi or <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was yeah it's too bulky expensive it just looked like it looked like crap um, it, it, it looked it looked bad it didn't have its own definitive play style you know that and, and yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, if right, this is the one that with the with the Legend of Zelda one. It, like, if you like, maybe, maybe. Oh, cool! An opportunity to go play a different uh, Legend of Zelda on different. But those games are so bad and terribly reviewed. They're widely regarded as some of the worst video games of all time. You know, why would you make an effort to go play that thing? I mean, they're just they're. The controllers. Have you seen the controllers? Like one's like a remote control. <laughs> the one's like a little. I think one actually is a remote control. And there's three different versions of the system. Like how big and bulky they are. There's like a slimmer version, and then there's like this big giant one. Gotta find this. Thing. Oh, there's because yeah, there's different models. There's the 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700. 600 weight was units were in line generally included support for floppy disk drives, keyboards, and other computer peripherals. Why do you need all that? Did you ever get all that stuff? No. I know, like, you have to. You shouldn't have to. I, here's a, like I said, I probably played this somewhere. No, probably not even 92. I don't even know. 
I can't. Like I said, my brain thinking about back then, I had to I had to text my friend and go, "Did you have a 3DO or a CDI?" And then he told me 3DO, and I was like, "Okay, that makes sense." Yeah, I, I can only see myself playing this at like the C, like Sears when Sears had a video video game section. Yeah, or um. Or yeah, having a friend or one of my cousins, I think he had it, might have had it at one point as well. Maybe, maybe they made a lot of stupid purchases, but oh, they were those were the best people though. Now they're looking back on life. No, I know that they were ballsy enough to do it, but they, but they'd also be the ones to throw it out though. They never hold on to it for oh. a very long time. Once it gets disconnected or discontinued, like eh, yeah, well, what's the point? That. Yeah, but it's. I, I just, like you said, I grew up in a time where everybody was trying to get at Nintendo. Yeah. And it didn't seem like too many people did it. TurboGrafx-16 slash PC Engine. That was supposed to be something cool, revolutionary, awesome, and nobody I knew had this thing. That's the funny thing. Yeah, you paint it, you paint it to be something big, and it just kind of blows up in your face. Yeah, it's 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 a bad look. It's a bad look, but it goes to show you how that the you know video game consoles the business is not as easy as people thought it could be. Like literally, right? Coleco and Intellivision, which was I think it was a division of Mattel. Yeah, because Mattel uh, also tried to come out with the Hyperscan in like two thousand and five or so. Right, and that was absolutely horrible. You know, them, Philips, Panasonic. There's just these random companies that just are doing fine on their own. They're like, oh, let's take a crack at this thing. And they go, I mean, they don't really go all out. They 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 definitely try they try to use their name to make a lot of money off their shitty consoles. Oh, I swear. Um <laughs> But you know, you know what I mean? They they just kind of use their name and and it's it's like a lot of like I like to compare it to um you know, directors who use video game movies that, and don't really invest themselves in the the knowledge or lore or the source material. They just like, oh, here's a name, here's a rough idea of it. Boom, let's 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 make a bunch of money off of it. And it, a lot of these companies, you know, kind of fell flat on their face due to it. And they were out of they were out of the console market with one. You know, they they made one console. That lasted two to three years at the absolute tops, and they were out of the game. Or you're like Atari, where you're just trying, trying to keep up to the point where you just completely fall apart. Right? Yeah, they hang on, they hold on way too long, way too long. So, kind of end this. What are the three things you think you need? So you're going to start a new video game console. What what are the top three most important things you feel you need to kind of either compete or set yourself up for, you know, to beat out the Nintendo? I'm going to go with now the Nintendo, the Sony's, the Microsoft of the video game world. It's actually a really good question. I think my big three. I think my big three in my in my mind, in my estimation. All right. So first and foremost, I mentioned it a few times on the show already. You have to offer a new video, a new experience. So everybody's played video games in front of a TV at this point. With a controller, you know, uh it you have to offer something different. It has to be like VR is the new big thing. Oculus is doing great right now. It could always be doing better. But it's doing it's doing okay. It's doing pretty good right now with its VR, right? If somebody came around and offered a better way to do VR, which is hard to picture at this point, but if you're creative enough to do that, you're going to be successful. You know, Nintendo does really good. Like Nintendo was king of of video games between the you know consoles between the 80s and 90s, and then everybody who they were just kind of going with the flow with surpassed them. Right, uh, they got killed. I, I, I wouldn't say they got killed, but they were surpassed in the GameCube era. I would dare so say. I, and the, their GameCube, PS2, Xbox—that's when that's when Sony and Microsoft became the big two. Since then, 
has it, what how is Nintendo release con- gaming? All right, have they had a plug and play, just a general plug and play console where you just grab a controller and play it? They have not. They've stayed inventive, right? The Wii was revolutionary at the time. One of my favorite consoles of all time. Absolutely love the Nintendo Wii. After the Wii, yeah, we, I get it. The, the the Wii U failed, flopped. But at their, their next console that they just hit was the Nintendo Switch. The idea of being able to plug games into your TV, play them there, and then play it portably was genius. I wish there was more games for it. I would love it that much more. Um, but that's the ingenuity you have to have if you want to break into the game market. The second thing is affordability. You know, uh, it, this was a big error. And, and these these companies, you know, that, that emerged and were selling their consoles for six, $700 a pop right out of the gate with no... Little to no consumer confidence. I, I apparently love that phrase today. Uh, is 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 ridiculous. When Sony came out with the with the very first PlayStation, one of their famous things, I think it was at E3, Electronic uh, Entertainment Expo, or maybe it was some other thing. Um, somebody had just come onto the scene and talked about their new console. It's like massive price, like three four hundred dollars. Whatever what? Sony, I can't remember who it was. I, I, but this is like a big. This is a pretty significant moment in video game history, and PlayStation Sony was there to advertise the the upcoming release of the PlayStation. You know this other company. It, it might have been Atari. It might have been Neo Geo. One of those. We're talking about all the stuff, all the stuff, and they announced the game price, and everyone's like, oh. Sony walked up to the podium, said $199, and walked away. And it's an infamous moment, but Sony was the new guy, were, were the new guys in town during that during that time, and the PlayStation was a hit because of affordability. I was just looking it up. Was E395. Okay. But I'm not quite sure who it was exactly. You know what? Yeah. If I find the video, I'm going to put it in at the I end. I think I think you should because uh, it's it's a it's a hilarious it's hilarious that that Sony just trolled them. Um, it might have been say could have been Sega. I, I really can't remember. I, I it might have been Sega trying to launch the Saturn. Oh yeah, it was. You think that's what it was? Yeah, because. That's right. I think it, you're right. Yep. I think it was like a, it was well over three hundred or four hundred. It was almost three four hundred dollars. Uh, Sega Saturn when it came out, introductory price four hundred dollars. That's what it was then. It was Sega Saturn, the ultimate the ultimate troll by Sony, who was spurned by them, them and Nintendo. Mm-hmm. We're going to release our brand new CD ROM console for one hundred and ninety nine dollars. It became super successful, right? Yeah, dominated the market. Portability. PlayStation was my, like, the, what, like, that dominated my childhood was having a PlayStation. All right. So that's number two. And number three is you have to, like, the exclusives. Your game has to be able to do things, have exclusive games. If I can just go and play your best games at any other console, I'm going to go to the console. Because there's more than just the games that I want to play, you know what I mean? There's a whole grouping of them, right? If I can play Sonic the Hedgehog, for example, for example, if I could play Sonic the Hedgehog on a Nintendo console, do you buy in a Sega Genesis? No. Probably not, right? No. Okay. Um, you know, there was a, there was a part of time when when crash was a playstation exclusive now you can play it on just about any console but when you lose that exclusivity uh your console's not really worth much legit there is in my opinion there is no difference right now between the the best playstation console and the best xbox the newest ones you have to have exclusives that people want to play that again going back to that to what i said offer new experiences all right 
if you can get a mass like a a big time licensed game or just or like a a movie or just just something and you make it like this must play thing i gotta tell you the oculus thing i i was okay with not playing and then i heard that they offered resident evil 4 in first person vr can you get that anywhere else Nope, not that I'm aware of. Nope. I willingly paid $300 for that Oculus just to play Resident Evil 4 VR. And I've loved it since. I've played a lot of great games on it, the football, the various first-person football games. Um, you know, there's Beat Saber, there's a Drunken Bar Fight, there's... Drunken Bar Fight? Through- oh, you, know, you haven't played that one yet? No, and don't, you know what? I'm not even going to do that because... No, it's a lot of fun. I, I'm well, advising you. Well, man... It's fun for- Thanks to you, I had my kids running around the house going, uh, Matt, Uncle Matt just bought us Pistol Whip. And I'm like, oh boy, here's my kids. Running it was around. clean. That's a clean <laughs> game. No, Drunken Bar Fight's hilarious. I advise you to go play it. Okay. You literally fight in various bars or toy stores. Uh, there's like a toy store, there's a police station, and you can pick up like drinks, you can fake drink them, and then you just fight people. You just oh. fight random bar patrons and stuff. It's hilarious. But if I'm but, in New York and I'm with my family, can you stay at least 500 feet away from us after? <laughs> yes, I think that's fair. <laughs> but but that's that's what it was. It, all you need is something that people feel like they have to play to hook them to your your console. And yeah. that's number three. So mine is kind of like the same with yours is the franchises. I think that's the only reason why Nintendo's around anymore. It's, it's a big part of it. Because they've made so many great franchises with, say, Mario, not only as a character, but taking Luigi, making Luigi's Mansion, mm-hmm. Mario Kart, you know, kind of expanding off of that character. And then Zelda. Zelda. Donkey Zelda. Kong, yep, Smash Bros, uh, Metroid. They don't. You will never play those games on any other console. Exactly. Ever, ever, ever. So, it's kind of the same thing with yours as well. And like you said, uh, controller and stuff like that. Easy to use. Is it easy to use that I can have my youngest kid play it? I can play it, and then also an older adult play it. Right. And I think that's why the Wii won so much. It's because it was that easy controllability that all agents could play. Where Sony and stuff, so I'm going with a lot of Nintendo things here. But that's a big, that is but, a good, you're, there's nothing wrong with what you're saying because it, it's, it's important that. There is, there is, you know, the ability for a family to play it, you know, I, I mean, I'm a little selfish in, in the regard that, you know, oh, it's nice to just, you know, couch co-op and all that stuff happen it is cool and all. But, you know, who wants to play a $500 video game system? Just play games by yourself. Yeah. Or play online with some stranger. Yeah. Uh, so the, it's pretty much those two franchises. Um, the controller and stuff like that. And then, like I said, with being able to easy to use, uh, my third one is, I would have to say, geez, you know, kind of, uh, like you too, exactly. Kind of fits into the, the adult thing is the price point as me as a parent saying, is this worth it to buy it? Right. And you said it perfectly in that. I'm not going to buy my kid a $700 system. I bought the Oculus as a family. It has started some non-drunken bar fights, as you could kind of say. I am absolutely recommending this game, by the way. <laughs> like you ha- I, think, I feel like you would enjoy it. Probably get some aggression out. But... You're legit, yeah, you're legit fight, fist-fighting people. I, I slapped a, a bride with a lobster. I threw it at her. That's an actual sentence that I've never yep. thought of here. And I threw ninja stars at a mall Santa Claus. That's kind of cool. And threw another lady into a aquarium, a fish tank. Am I going to have to put an E on this one? 
No. Okay. All right. No. Um, <laughs> no, not those, all. Yeah. But those are the things I think, and it all encompasses is how well can you sell it to somebody and the family? Is right. it good for the guy that wants to play single co-op on the couch, but then you know also or co-op on the couch, or also the whole family can sit down and play? And I think that's where some of these have failed. In at least one of those aspects. Right. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. You know, I, we, between the two of ours, we, we I think we've hit all the important aspects of it. And anybody who's played, you know, some of these other random, non-mainstream game consoles uh, has probably felt that way. There's just there's just something missing. And it's it's one of the six. It's one of these six things that you and I have just mentioned. Uh, when it comes to that, it, it's it's the truth. It's it's a shame, you know. Man, I wish there were so many options right now in the video game world of video games. Right? I wish that Sega was still producing consoles here in in twenty twenty two, alongside Nintendo and Microsoft and Sony. I wish Atari was still a powerhouse here in twenty twenty two, alongside all of them. That would be great. Um. Uh, at least for a consumer, when you have that many options, right? And, and some of the, just the, the ideas that come from it, the more competition that there is, the more uh, the more great ideas that come from it, you know? So I, I, I certainly wish, you know, all those, I, I really do wish all those consoles were here, still here going strong. Um, the more the merrier, the more the merrier. And, and there's going to be, you know, uh, we could be talking ten years down the road. Somebody else pops up and you know takes the takes the the video game industry by storm. You never know. I you brought up a great point about Sega because it's been pretty much a whole generation. And you of probably even kids. yeah that didn't really know how great before <laughs> you know uh, the Sega Genesis kind of there their peak but still though that sega made video game systems correct my my brothers played them because he's my brother and i've played these video games in front of him but my brother was born in 1999 all right the dreamcast had come out a year prior he's 20 22 will be 23 in june all right he's never lived to see a sega console get released so all he knows is what the big three are now. Basically. Basically. He likes the older stuff a little bit. But, yeah. I think to like the older stuff, you got to have a little bit of nostalgic value in there. No, tr- that's true. That is true. But thank you for another wonderful video game episode, Matt. Oh, dude, thanks for bringing me back. I'm glad you keep asking me to come back. That's. <laughs> It's my. It's always nice to be asked to come on these shows. So, thank you. So, do you want to talk about anything network your shows? Um, let's see. I am looking to start a new show in the coming months. Maybe, maybe within the next month. Uh, it's going to be an open roundtable discussion. We're calling it the uh, the airing of grievances. All right, it's going to be a once a month Star Wars fan podcast we're going to just discuss openly discuss different themes and whatnot uh that's probably gonna be my newest project i've cut back on some of the other shows that just aren't working for me and uh, i really want to give this a, a little bit of a go i've recently had a big uptick in in a pre- love and appreciation for star wars so i definitely want to do that uh, uh but just really the network as a whole uh we're, we're supposed to get, be getting some new shows starting up soon Hoping that all kind of, you know, comes together. But, uh, yeah, it's an exciting time. Just keep on supporting our network, BICBP-radio.com. Literally podcasts for everybody. Yes, there is. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, you can catch new episodes of Let's Talk with No Politics OK every Sunday, like Matt said, on the BICBP radio network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Go check out the YouTube channel where i've started like a video game journey of going through ing's top 100 nes games of all time 
And if I have the game on, you know, actually own it on a multi-card, I actually do play it for a little bit as well. So check out those videos. And once again, always Let's Play and Tearing and other great videos on there as well. And check out the Facebook page as well for great content. And with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. I'm going to ask Sony Computer Entertainment Presidents of America, Steve Ways, to join me for a brief presentation.